0: Good evening, everybody. For those who are tuning in, welcome to our live series talk, The Matt X Sharpening Season 3. Um, over a couple of weeks, we had really exciting guests. Uh, in the first week, we had Winston uh, Lim from Kopitiam Conversations. He shared a little thing about how um, uh, we reconnected myself as a former student and he was a lecturer and then how he started his uh Podcast, Copy Diamond Conversations. And then week two, we had Ezra Jalin, who founded Teology, which uh, um, which was something really incredible, the sharing session as well we had. And today, I am very, very honored and blessed to have another amazing speaker in our lineup of our live series Talk uh, Season Three. Um, and it's none other than Deborah Raj. Now, Deborah, Um, I've met Deborah um, through the Malaysian podcasters community, through Adriel, so shout out to Adriel, and, uh, and today, she's gonna share a little bit about herself and how King Canvas come about. Now, before I, you know, get uh, Deborah to say a few words, we're just gonna do a little brief introduction to our sessions today, and, uh, first up, uh, let me just switch the slides. So, our recent happenings, as you know I was just saying, one of the happenings that we really had was the Malaysian Christian podcasters gathering and some of them include uh, Deborah herself from Team Canvas, you had Malaysian Christian memes, Adriel Teo, uh, Ponder Podcast by Jeremy Yap, uh, the poetic by uh, like Aaron and then we also had uh, Word for Works joining us as well and we had Brandon Ho from Let's Get Real as well, so this was a really exciting um, uh, session. I really got to thank firstly, of course, Deborah, Adriel, and um, as well as Kenneth for uh, inviting me to be part of this, uh, inviting our team, the Met, to be part of this uh, community. And uh, it was really uh, a uh, exciting session. I really felt blessed by all of them and their stories. Uh, through my first uh, meeting. This was part of one of two meetings they had and uh, we were very blessed to have that as well. So yeah, this was our recent happenings that uh, we had uh, about two weeks ago. Um, So without further ado, I'm going to move on to talk a little bit about our guest speaker today, Deborah, uh, uh, Deborah, about Deborah of King Canvas. Sorry, I lost a little bit. Of my words there because it's just awe inspiring from Deborah today, right? You have somebody who is doing such an amazing work. So, kind of lost a little bit of my words, apologies. Uh, But before we go into that, um, today it's a really exciting day because I think uh, this is perhaps in our new season. We are also doing a special giveaway session today, and I have the honor of our guest speaker to select the winners. So, how do you uh, be a part of this uh, giveaway? Um, I'll stand a chance to win the giveaway okay one of it is you Uh, we're gonna uh, do a Q&A session with our guest speakers so if you have any questions for our guest speaker uh, you will see a QR code uh, post here uh, right on your screen so what you're gonna do is take your phone and scan this QR uh, code scatter and then you, you uh, the QR code will lead you to our Q&A page where you can type in your questions for a guest speaker. Now, if you're using a phone to tune in to this session on Facebook, uh, don't worry, there'll be a link in the comment section where you can uh, click the link right there to to participate in the Q&A session. So one of the ways that you can stand a chance to win a giveaway is also by participating in the Q&A session. Now, um, if you don't want uh, your name to be uh, to be seen in the Q and A session, but you still want to win the, uh, the prize, you can just um, DM us your quest- uh, DM us personally on our Instagram page for uh, uh, your questions that you ask through the Mentimeter. Which we'll be using that to uh, monitor the questions and uh, uh, and show it to our guest speaker for her to answer. Um, so another tip is that we have these QR codes uh, uh, placed in all the questions throughout the whole session so don't worry if you missed out on this QR code scanner on this page uh, don't worry uh, this QR code will be shown throughout the whole session um, so now comes the most exciting parts uh, which I will do a little quick uh, brief introduction uh, or a little brief uh, info about uh, Deborah, and here it is. Um, yes, meet our guest speaker Deborah Raj She's the founder of King Canvas. Um, uh, before I go into details, I'll allow her to you know share about herself uh, in the uh, in the questions that's coming up. But um, what you can do is you can also check out her podcast, her sessions on Instagram and on Facebook. So you can click on King Canvas, which is, uh, uh, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. And last but not least, you can check them out on Spotify as well, which uh, you can see all their channels, all their topics. And I've uh, seen two of, I've listened to three of the topics and I've been so empowered as well. The other thing you can listen to as well on uh, King Canvas is also you can follow them on YouTube, which uh, they have different sessions as well um uh, different topics and uh, that is more detailed uh, I, I, uh, than, than the ones in uh, on Spotify so it's really interesting how they work but we will find out more about how um, Deborah managed time with all of this because it's so interesting the topics and the sessions that uh, she run um and so with that um out of the way we will Kick off the live series talk with the first of all, Deborah. We're going to kick off with what I'll say the appetizer first. And the appetizer right. is basically you know, uh, sharing a little bit about yourself, you know, your studies, hobbies, fun facts, and what you currently do. So, yeah, uh, over to Deborah right now.
1: All right, great. Hi, everyone, um, to all that's listening, very nice to meet you and speak to you. Um, this is Debra here. Uh, I currently, uh, I'm currently a content manager at a uh, digital performance agency called ClickTrue Malaysia. And back then, I studied media, culture, and communication at IACD College. So what I do at work now is that I develop uh, all types of digital content. Uh, for my clients and I also manage a team of writers and other than that um, as Jesse has so kindly shared I am a storyteller slash host on King Campus where I produce content to empower each other in truth and love one conversation at a time. So um, one fun fact about me is that I was born left-handed and trained to be right-handed. And I didn't know that until I was 10. So I don't know if that was fun, but yep, that was it.
0: <laughs> wow, left, so left handed, but yeah. you're trying to write. So are you, so are you, so let, let me just put a little into this. It's, it's, it's a very chill session, by the way, for those who you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We are, not,
0: we are not sort of very formal, and I'm just gonna just queue in, Uh, you know, add on to that a little bit Uh, to this question. So... You are trained, so you are naturally left-handed, but trained right-handed. So, yeah. Do you? Uh, I suppose. Um, what do you use with your left ha- Uh, with your right hand, and what do you do with your, the the left hand? I suppose your natural one is your left hand. But any fun f- further that you, that you uh, interesting things that you have realized that you just use your right hand, and some things that you know, you're you're naturally let's say I'm right-handed. You usually use your right hand to you know right stuff but maybe your left hand your other hand is using for special things I don't know is there any <laughs> things you notice?
1: So uh, for me I, I naturally use my, uh, my right hand now the thing about this is I did not know oh, for, for all my life until I was 10 I thought that I was right handed until I started using scissors so when I started to pick up the scissors I used my left hand then, so I got really curious. Uh, and one day I just mentioned it in front of my cousin. I just said, I don't know why I, I'm right-handed, but when it comes to uh, picking up the scissors, I use my left hand I don't, and I don't understand why. And that's when my cousin revealed to me, she said, you didn't know that when you were young, um, you were born left-handed, but your mom trained you to be right-handed. And that's why everything you do now, you use your, um, your right hand uh, predominantly. And that's when I was like, my life was a lie <laughs> I didn't know that uh, So after that when I went back I asked my mom and she told me She's like oh oh yeah I didn't tell you that So that was a really uh, That was a funny realization for me But I understand why my mom did so Because she herself was a left-handed And she understood the struggles So she wanted to make life um easier for me So she sort of trained me to be right-handed Before I even knew what right and left was So yeah <laughs>
0: right so left hand so so now do you use left hand for something do you use for like i mean sports or anything or you're now just naturally right-handed
1: um mostly still right hand it's just that when i uh, when i'm cutting something i usually use my left hand so
0: (laughs) wow so so now it's just cutting something you use the left hand yeah the right hand is oh wow interesting okay wow um that but still, that's that's quite an uh, interesting fact because not many people you know left hand and right hand and then you, you you know they usually once you're trained your right hand you will also use the scissors on the right hand but only just the scissors you use your left hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. <laughs>
0: It's just natural, is that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was just, it just came naturally to me.
0: (laughs) Right, so just to make it fun, if I give you a scissors right now, it's just automatically you just pick up with your left hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, We have an interesting person who just messaged, which is Winston. He said, Oh, hi, Winston. He said, Hey, Deborah. (laughs)
1: Hey, yes, IACT. I was from there. IACT represent.
0: Right, right. Um, you did say yeah, so you did say you were IACT. How long were you there for, by the way? I mean you, you did your marketing there as well. I, I, I mean, did my
1: degree there, yeah. So I was there for I think uh three years, yeah.
0: Three years, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, okay. So well, wow. uh well Winston is teaching I I suppose Winston our guest speak uh, the speaker who was speaking two weeks ago uh uh, mentioned he was from IACT as well, and I think in nice. our group chat he also mentioned he was from IACT. Yes, IACT represents Winston. <laughs> <sighs> um, right. With the appetizer uh, out of the way, um, I think here comes the the main question, which I think you know, uh, would like to know is you know share with us about you know King Camburst, um, and perhaps what um what inspired you to start your own podcast and the name behind it, because it's very interesting, King Canvas, right? And the K, I think, I suppose you put the K instead of a C instead. Yes. Like, so I'm sure there's a meaning behind uh, the canvas there as well. The, the, the C, yeah, I suppose there's a reason behind that. Um, mm-hmm. But just to add one more, because um, as, as I know, this is a bit prompt too. I'll, I'll just change a little bit. Um. Was this also part of, you know, when you started King Canvas, uh, I think we've heard a little bit that you also sort of, like, you use part of your 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 inspiration through work. I, I think it was something, a story. I heard something about whether you used, uh, I, what was that? um Were you inspired also by the work that you were doing and then this gives you an, an idea behind this as well? I, I maybe I got that wrong, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. Back over to you. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Sure. So, um, okay. I'll just start by sharing with you the meaning behind the name. Mm. It's actually really simple. So God is my King and I'm his canvas and I want God to paint or write what he wants on me. And from there I produce content for his glory. And the reason why, um, I did not put a C and I switched it to the K just so I don't get mistaken to be some canvas printing company. If you want me to be completely honest, that was the reason why I changed it to a K. (laughs) So yeah, okay. So moving on, I'll just share um, about how I started at King Canvas. So there were many little events that led up to me starting this platform. But King Keva started from a place of me wanting to do something from, for God and me making sense of my surrounding as a second generation Christian. So when I was in my final year in college, um, I was going through a challenging time. I was struggling uh, through a dissertation um, and around the same period, my grandpa passed on and then my uncle passed on. And I was also navigating a really difficult uh, friendship. So during that period of time, I had a lot of questions for, uh, for God. And some of my questions uh, were like, how do I Um, understand my feelings and honor God at the same time? Or does dying to myself mean dying to everything I want? Like, is this what God wants from me? You know, and even more uh, controversial um, questions like, you know, what does the Bible say about the LGBTQIA plus community and sexuality, you know? Mm -hmm. So on one end of the spectrum, here I am with a lot of questions. And on the other end, I also felt the conviction that we as Christians are too quiet about the good news that we have. And by Christians, I mainly mean me. I felt like I was too quiet about the good news that we have. And, you know, the internet is is dominated with, you know, all sorts of bad news and also short-lived solutions. And some of these short-lived solutions, they sound like, you know, Um, drink yourself drunk, then read self-affirmation to yourself the next day or, you know, um, things like that. I don't want to say that it doesn't work because it does to a certain extent. That's why people do it, because it works to a certain extent. But these are the type of solutions that would only give us temporary relief. It only deals with the symptom of the problem without dealing with the core heart issue. And some of these solutions will even make us feel terrible after overconsumption. Or some will just work for a while until it doesn't anymore. But we as Christians, we have the good news. We have the answer. And we get to live in uh, in the grace and the finished work of Christ. And we don't need to stay uh, on this vicious cycle of, you know, getting high uh, for distraction or, you know, getting people's approval just to get through life. We get to rely on a God whose love and grace does not run out. And in receiving this love, it changes us from the inside out. And so with that, King Canvas, uh, I created King Canvas as a space for me to document my, uh, my growth in Christ and in sharing what I'm learning I hope to encourage uh, and empower the audience to follow Christ one conversation at a time and then eventually I got stuck stuck because there were topics that I wanted to talk about but I do not have the uh, I did not have the expertise to do so so eventually I started the Pocket of Wisdom podcast on the King Campus because I also wanted to create a space for ordinary people like you and me from different walks of life to come alongside me to share their wisdom in their different areas of expertise and uh, what obeying God in their own field looks like to them. And this is honestly one of... Um, the most enriching journey that I've been on because I get to learn from the lives of other people and I get to learn from their expertise as well. So yeah, that is how um I started King Canvas and eventually started the podcast as well.
0: Wow. Pocket. I, I mean, by the way, I think I forgot to, to mention this as well: Pocket of Wisdom. Uh Pocket of Wisdom is also another, I think I've been following that quite a lot. So thanks for sharing on that, Deborah. Pocket of Wisdom. Most one of the most interesting one, I think I've been following more was uh, Pocket of Wisdom, which, uh, of course, you can also check out on Spotify, uh, on Spotify because I, um, it's also on Spotify. I forgot to highlight that because I was, um, I think I, I, I kind of rushed some of the info up to display, but you can find also um, Deborah's session on uh, Pocket of Wisdom. And the recent one that I really enjoyed, which I think uh, which ties in the next question because the topics that you did, I think the recent one that I heard was I think 7th of August, that one. And that was about, I think, um, you know, thoughts on pride and fear. And that's really, 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 really good. I think uh, in this episode, you were uh, interviewing one person there. I think it was on topic about how to humble yourself, pray, and do it, scared. And it's, uh, yeah, on uh, episode seven. Go and check that out. That's really inspiring session um uh that uh that that i watched and that really kind of like yeah that kind of rings a bell you know like those sessions um but you know speaking of that you know um you know uh by the way fun fact uh winston also mentioned on his chat he said nice story about king canvas name Deborah I maybe I should have called Co- copy Tiam conversations that is of so king funny and it's cute <laughs> Yeah, the I was like, yeah, that's true. What a story, Debra. That's so true. Um, yeah, that's really, that's really, really nice story. Yeah, now you're inspiring Winston as well. Like like through this sharing already I'm I'm like moved, but what more? I just saw Winston. Yes, I absolutely agree. I maybe should have put it to K as well. Um, but the other thing I, I I spoke with Joshua last week was very interesting story. Maybe you could, you know, add on to that. Um, so adding a little bit, you know, I'm just adding this impromptu, was that Joshua mentioned when he started the first, his first episode of Courage Catalogue, he mentioned a little bit about yourself as well. Um, would you, perhaps you could share a little bit how you're both, you know, how, you know, from your point of view, like how did you both know one another and, how did, you know, he said he had, you had some influence in his um, uh, in his starting of Courage Catalogue, which I'm really amazed as well. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind, you know, that story.
1: Oh, praise God. But yeah, <laughs> us meeting was also a really um, interesting uh, story. But uh, so, okay. From what I remembered, um, at that time I was actually um at my grandma's place, and um I was talking to one of my friends um about uh some of the things that I was doing uh, at King Campus, and then she mentioned, hey, you should check out Courage Catalog as well. You know, they produce a blog post and things like that. Right. So I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. So I I went to um check uh check it out, and even um I think one week later. I saw uh, Joshua posting that they are starting uh, uh, Courage TV, and I got so excited because it was during a similar period where I was about to begin uh, the Pocket of Wisdom podcast. So yeah. I just uh, left an left an encouraging comment on his post, and then after that he contacted me, and he just said, "Hey, you know, uh, let's let's just." chat let's just meet up and chat and so we just talked and then we realized like hey we're doing really similar stuff and so he invited me to you know do a collab um with him on a topic and it was about uh what is progress and so that was um the the first video that we did together and it was posted on his channel and so that also gave me uh more courage also to um to pursue uh, starting the Pocket of Wisdom podcast because that actually happened before this started. So yeah, the very first um, person that I I did a video together with was actually Joshua and it was a really fun experience.
0: Wow, and and it's so good like you mentioned that because now it's like the community now that we are in, it's huge now, it's, it's multiplied from that. Like, you know, when you talked about that and then he said, oh, he first met you. And then after that, I was like, wow, Deborah is like, oh, the community is just so amazing. Like, you know, you what you're doing right now as well. Because when Joshua mentioned that last week in our session, I was like, whoa, that's really incredible, right? And the session that um, uh, that you're both started. Um, And moving on, uh, I think, you know, earlier I said, you know, when you shared about us, how you came up with pocket wisdom. So something that I guess would we'll need to ask, you this and almost similar to how Joshua, you know, I, I think this is um, for those who maybe, you know, perhaps for those who are listening, who are planning to start a podcast session, just like how you and I, we started, you know, so maybe you could, you know, give us a little bit of tips on this, like how do you choose what goes up on your podcast session? Because I'm sure, you know, along this time, we have a lot of topics that, you know, many, many people, um would have shared right but mm-hmm. how do you come up with your topics you know like decision making based on decision making as well like you know your pocket of wisdom you have you have one session on pocket of wisdom then you have another on king canvas which is you know you you it's i mean it's a sub i would say would would it be correct for me to say pocket of wisdom is like a sub under
1: yeah king canvas
0: and how do you from that sub create different uh, other topics uh, and sort of like I would sort of like make it a little diff. Uh, would it would it be correct for me to say it's slightly different from King Canvas the topics that you do? What how do you do that? Like like you know come up with the topics in your decision making? Like how do you come up with all these topics? Because I look at the content and I'm like one of the questions I got to ask some podcasters, you know is how do you come up with your topics? Like, how do you go through the process? Because some, these are quite tough. Like, oh, we've we done it. Maybe we should do it, you know? And, right. you know, maybe you, you have a lot of topics, but again, like, like you know, you, you have uh, the other last, but not least here is, because I'm sure you have many topics as well you like to do, but, you know, you have to limit them. How do you, yeah, the whole process behind choosing your topic?
1: okay so for me right it's actually um really simple um with the content that i produce on king Campus, it's mostly born out of my devotion time with god so what i learned i just uh, record them down um and then i just start to create them into postings and i post them but when it comes to um generating topics specifically for like podcasts and um the topics uh For the Pocket of Wisdom podcast, I generate ideas revolving this question How can I be an everyday Christian? Because I think many of us um, growing up, we sort of of learn to compartmentalize our relationship with God. We are like Christians in church on a Sunday, and then on a Monday, we are a whole different person. We become unkind um, or we become mean. Or, you know, if we're at work, we become the talk to the hand kind of boss, you know. And then suddenly on Sunday, everyone becomes a saint again, you know. So as I answer the question of how do I act in faith when I'm angry? Or how do I act in faith when I'm at work? Or how do I live by faith when I'm grieving? And things like that. As I find answers to this question, I generate content and if I find that I don't have the expertise to do so that's when I just lock them down and also prey on like who I can approach to tackle this topic together on the Pocket of Wisdom podcast so my uh, my my process is basically just this um, I, I list down a list of topic that I want to tackle and then I If I can do it myself, I will sometimes do it through the regular King Canvas posting. And if I would like a thought partner together with me, that's when I will start to pray and approach people and yeah, pray that they will join me on a podcast. So, so far it has been an enriching journey for me.
0: It's so good. And I think the other thing is for me to ask you is, you know, the challenges, right? I think,
1: Right. We'll do yeah. some
0: challenges as well and uh, if you don't mind you know sharing those challenges and how because here I, I, in, in our live series talk, one of the things that we, we like to encourage people is you know through the challenges, how do you deal with these challenges that may, perhaps you would if you could share some of the challenges maybe when you were doing this you know setting up your podcast, you know maybe I've already named a little bit uh, name one based on this question like you have so many topics, right? but you have Mm -hmm. to limit them. Um, What are the other challenges that you face and how do you actually, like, you know, uh, to overcome them? Like, Like, how do you deal with these challenges?
1: Right. Okay. So I struggle with two types of fear. The first fear, you probably guessed it, it's the fear of people. So back in 2016, there weren't many Malaysians who were generating Christian content online. So I has I have always been scared of um what people will think of me. Um I was scared of people that would think thoughts like, you think you're really smart, is it? You know, talk about God like you know everything like that, <laughs> you know. Or or some people who would be like, Are you writing this post specifically about me of what I told you three months ago? <laughs> you know, this kind of thoughts, or even thoughts like you go to Bible school first, then you talk, lah, you know, none of our pastors are doing this. You know, why are you here acting smart or things like that? So I have always been scared of um, what, what my Christian community would even think of me. So in regards to this fear, one day, God asked me, why do you want to start King Canvas? And I said, because I want people to know you. And that's when God said, so if it's about me and it's not about you, why are you so worried? <laughs> so, so that revelation helped me, helped me to slowly take the focus off myself. After all, um, I wasn't asking people to look at me. I was asking people to look to God. So that was my first fear. And the second fear that I had was that I would unconsciously say something heretical. Keyword, unconscious, okay? Because <laughs> if you look online, people are really mean and cancel culture is really real. So, you know, sometimes I feel sad for some preachers who may have used a wrong choice of word, you know, that they might not even mean it. But then people will start calling them out as false false preacher immediately you know Mm. without even like getting to know them what if they really just said a wrong word you Mm. know out of I don't know nerve so with that being said I think for me this is a good fear to have because it pushes me to be absolutely certain about something before I put it out it pushes me to prioritize my relationship with God it pushes me to be humble And it reminds me that in any case, I have to be ready to be corrected and I have to be ready to receive correction from people. And this also really showed me the importance of having prayer partners and accountability partners because these are people who would know me inside out. They know my strength. They know my weakness. And these are the people who are given permission to correct me when I go, where I go wrong, and with all these people surrounding me, the opinions of other people won't matter anymore, so yeah, these are um, the two fears that I face, yeah.
0: Wow, but I love how you elaborate there, because in, in that sense, you also talk about how you, you know, you um, the last part as well. You were talking about how you know it it becomes like yeah, I will trust God more, especially like the fear of people, you know, the comments. Uh, it's so true. I I I do even see. Uh, I don't even need to go even into you know like the preachers. I'm I'm in this chat called the troll. It's called a troll page, right? It's a troll mm-hmm. page. It's on Formula One. Okay, for those who are tuning in on Formula One, Winston. I know you watch Formula uh, Formula One as well. So I'm in this page where it's supposed to be all trolls, right? It's supposed to be a joke. But you see these comments, it's so intense. The comment is so intense that I asked one of my friends in the group chat, I said, is the, I think the comments here are more intense than the race drivers themselves fighting Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Uh, for those who watch Formula One, I see these group chats more intense and more mean than the the two drivers themselves acting out on on the race. And I'm just saying like, wow, what you said earlier about, you know, the fear of people, cancer culture, it being mean, it's so real out there. Even though it's just a race, a team that you support, Right. Mm -hmm. you know there there is a line where you should say it's okay to you know agree to disagree like yeah you have your opinion i have my opinion but yeah it should be you know people who are loving we accept their agreement but no you see all these whole comments where they are arguing and then they start demeaning other people Mm
1: -hmm. and it's so
0: true it's it's really happening right here as i speak as well you know just before i tune in i just saw those comments i'm like wow and and what you and what you just mentioned like you know How you started King Canvas And how you You, you, you talk about Your earlier fear You said that You want to You know What does God Want me to do I just felt That was like Wow These two fears That you talked Was really encouraging You know uh, Dina Delucia Mentioned Is so good
1: Oh <laughs> DD. <laughs>
0: and, and it is really good. I really agree. Like that sharing is it's 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 happening right now. You know, cancer culture, like you say, the two fears is actually happening right now during the pandemic. And 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 it's so true what you just mentioned. Um, so really thank you for sharing on those um you know the two fears that you 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 mentioned, because I think you know, for those who are going through something similar to what you're doing, I think this will really encourage uh, them a lot. Um, and speaking of which, um, you know, I'm going to just wrap up, you know, the, the whole q and uh, whole q and E of, uh, we're going into the dessert before we dive into the questions from, for, from our guests who may have answered. But um, before I dive into the q and uh, the last question, uh, for those who just tune in on our Facebook live, Welcome. Um, if you have questions for Deborah, there's a QR code scan. Uh, there's a QR code scan uh, scanner or barcode that is shown on our screen right now. You can uh, take your phone and scan that and type in your questions for Deborah if you have any questions. Uh, but if you're tuning in via your phone, there should be a link pinned on the comment section. Um, so, right, Deborah, I think with that sharing, like that surface um, as, as, as you shared, thank you for sharing with us because um, you know, every walks of life, everybody's sharing is different, right? I had, last week I had Joshua. Um, the week before uh, was Ezra. The full meaning mm-hmm. of how they started all of this and having you today was like really, really, really encouraging. Especially uh, your previous question that you just asked. I really love that. I.
1: It's my absolute ple- uh, pleasure to be here.
0: I'm like you know, I just nearly lost my plot. Of what I wanted to ask. Like I'm I'm so odd by what you shared about those two fear that I'm like, okay, I, I what do I want to ask Deborah again? That's how moving I, I am. Sometimes I'm repeating myself. Sorry guys, I'm, i if I may repeat myself because just odd, right? Sometimes you're odd you just do that. Um, but yeah, moving on. Let's move on before I keep on repeating myself, being so odd. Um, I think last but not least, um we talked about the challenges and how you overcame them. Um, perhaps, you know, I one of the things that I like to, you know, in this talk that we always organize, the live series talk is getting um, some encouragement, some words of advice from, you know, from all of, from everybody, box of life, because every word of encouragement may, will help one, uh, may help somebody who is listening or who may listen to this, you know, on Spotify or here or on our YouTube channel. Um, if, you could share with us, you know, for uh, some uh and for those tuning in, you know, some encouraging, uh, some words of encouragement or advice to whom, to those who may be going through a challenging time or situation, perhaps they could be also going through like the fear of people, fear of cancer culture, you know, something like that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So to everyone who is tuning in today. If any of you are going through a season where you feel frustrated and you feel pressured, remember that new wine comes from pressure and crushing of your old selves in the same way that the Lord refines us through fire. You know, following Christ and learning to be doers of his word, that's tough. Denying ourselves is tough. Letting go of pride and our preferences, that's tough. But rest in the assurance that God is refining us. So don't give up along the way. Chances are you have probably grown so much and you have not even noticed it. You know, our progress is really not easily seen at all. But remember to look back and see how far you have come. And as you look back, recount your milestones. And as you look forward, fix your eyes on God, the Lord who delights in you, the Father who sings over you, and the Father who is sovereign and righteous. Keep running the good race and run together with others allow godly people into your life to cheer you on and learn to cheer them on too and last but not least rest in the assurance that god makes all things happen for the good for those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose
0: so good deborah well deborah you know i won't want to go on further on because if not I will start rambling rambling because it's just I don't I you know I had to write that down on my note. That's why I was like that, that quote that you just mentioned is is so 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 good. Like I'm truly like you know touched now. Like I had to write it down. Like I'm looking like I'm just still processing what you just said right and it's uh yeah it's really really thankful that uh for, for for you to come to share with us these words of encouragement uh, the words uh, of how you started this all and I hope you know for those who are tuning in you know you are inspired you are encouraged by Deborah's session. so go and check out uh, you know I will have to say this uh, in wrap up you know um, go and check out Deborah if you'd like to know what Debra does uh, on King Canvas go and check out her Spotify channel uh, Spotify channel Check out her uh, YouTube channel, check out on Facebook and Instagram, and also check out Pockets of Wisdom. I think uh, they have some new contents and it's really interesting. I, I really enjoyed following, especially, I think I love uh, some of the things that you do, um, like some of the TikToks video, like to find time to do that. That's that's really funny. Huh? I really love that. Like, for me, it's like, wow. I see, like yourself. I see Adriel as well from MTM, and you know Kevin, Kevin as well. You know, there's some really interesting stuff as well. Praise
1: God, praise God.
0: So, thank you very much, Deborah. You know, for for your sharing on these four questions that we have. Um, yes, thank you, Winston. Yes, such powerful, profound, and meaningful wrap up, Deborah. Uh, from Winston. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Winston. Yes. Uh. So right now, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I look forward to this. I'm not sure if you look forward to this because some of the questions, uh, hopefully, we'll get to see some interesting questions that they have for, uh, for you guys. But right now, we're going into the Q&A sessions with Deborah. We're going to look into that. Um, so let us dive into the Q&A session. I'm so, so
1: me- curious right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, last week we had a blast, like, wow, so many uh, quick-fire questions for um, Joshua. And we were all like, wow, those questions are, you know, lit. Like, really, like, wow, How who asked these questions, right? Like, so <laughs> incredible questions. I mean, the questions are really, really, like... Like, even Joshua was like, wow, such um, uh, inspiration, such, like, fi- fiery questions, right? Um, So right. I'm now uh, share screen and uh, let's look at this we have two questions i think along the way we may have more questions along the way sometimes some people will add on Um, so we'll look at the first question and i love this so good to hear about your why You mentioned that your ideas normally come during your devotion time. Could you elaborate further on it? Wow, yeah. That is
1: a great question. And yes, absolutely. So, okay, how I usually do my devotion is that I like to slowly digest uh, one verse by one verse. So I usually read my Bible really slow because in one verse itself, I feel like there are many words that means a lot. And there are so much that we can actually learn from one verse. So many at times um, as I study one verse, there will be certain words that um, stick out to me and I will go and study those words more. And from there, sometimes uh, I will just get a revelation or God will teach me something. And that's when I will just record it down um, in my Bible app or in my own journal. And so That is how I just gather my content and then slowly um, when it's time to, you know, prepare the posting, I'll just prepare a lineup and just schedule it. So, yeah, that's how I usually prepare my content. Or sometimes I could be reading a book and there can be a, a really good quote there and it inspires me to write something out of that. So that's how sometimes from there I develop content as well. So, yeah.
0: So good. Deborah. I have one question for you, and it's coming from me as not as a host, but coming as an audience myself, being inspired by what you do. So it's not here. I just had this in my heart, and I think it might help people here. You know, you're busy with your work. You're busy with, you know, doing this. Um, perhaps, could you share with us, you know, where, how, how does one, you know, uh, sp- uh, find time? Like, I think this was really good because I was doing a discipleship course. Mm-hmm. which is run by HDDB and we're doing about finding space to make time for God right mm-hmm. and so this is my question for you like I think you know it's very interesting because you are working and then you're doing this like and then you talk about devotion time so how would one you know um, uh, how do you find time when do you find time to make time for him space uh, uh, when you're when you're having such a hectic day how do you just you know find that time how do you find that time to you know uh, create a devotion time and how do you like yeah how do you just yeah do that because you know you're, you're so busy with life uh and of course i i did share to some of my group when we had a discussion that sometimes i can even forget it right mm-hmm. and, but how do you you know yeah how do you find that time while you're being juggling all of this balancing time yeah
1: Right. That is a great question. And I love that question. So my answer to that is I don't find time. I make time. And I think, you know, all of us, all of us have priorities in life. And if you really care about that priority, you will make time for it. If you care about your family, if you care about your friend, if you care about God, you will make time for that person. And, you know, it's very easy for us to find out what we care about, you know, where, uh, where our heart is, there lies our treasure. And usually it's that way. You know, if you want to become good at something or if you want to prioritize a relationship, the fact of the matter is that you've got to put in the time. So for me, prioritizing God is the most important thing. And that is how I start off my day. No matter how busy I am, I have to start by filling myself with the word of God, because that frames the way I see the day, that frames how I see people, that frames how I make my decision. And that is from habit that has helped me to really see life um, from a more, from a better perspective. I have learned to see things, learned to pause. And tell myself to see a situation the way God wants me to see it. And that really, I have seen how God has blessed me through that way, how He has um, really helped me to grow as a person. So yeah, um the simple answer to that uh, for me is, you know, if you care about something, you would make time for it. If you care about work so much, you you place all your time there, right? Because you care about it. That's why you're there. So if you care for God, you can do the same thing. If you care about your relationship with God, make time. And I have been really, really blessed. And I thank God for um, the time that I get to spend with him, especially during MCO. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
0: So good. Like, I love what you just mentioned. And I think for those tuning in, like when you say make time and some of them say, oh, okay, I'll make time at the end of the day. Now, what are your thoughts on that? You 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 make you make you do your devotions early in the morning, and I think this is a maybe this is just getting your view. Now I I've heard and I think to me this is my view. I think making time for him in the morning is better than making time in the night because by the time you get back in the night you get really tired, and I think sometimes you forget. What's your view on that? Because I think this is something that uh you know if, even last week I was having a discussion with someone. So yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Would be <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. Ah. okay so uh, for me I believe that each person works differently right. so for me I am an early person I love being awake um, in the morning and I have recognized that I'm at my best when um, in the morning so if someone is deciding I would ask them when are you at your best when are you most awake when is a time that you feel like you could absorb the most um knowledge or the time that you can you feel like you can really pay attention to god if that time for you is in the morning that's great if that time for you is at night that's great i think so long as you give your best time to god that's great and i have met many people who really come at come alive at midnight you know they just When it strikes like 12, they start to have ideas and they start to, you know, write things like produce a hip hop project, you know, they can do that, but I can't. For me, by 9 p.m., I'm shut off already, you know? So I think like um the person really has to know themselves. And if it's in the morning, that's great. If it's in the evening, that's great. If it's in the midnight, you know, as long as you make that time, I think it's great. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that, Deborah. Um, and so, I guess with that, well, there's a few questions coming in. So, thank you for your answer. Moving on, I think the next question. Uh, oops, let me just. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the second question is What did you do to get out of the dry season that you have encountered wow. before? <laughs> dry season, sorry. Wow. Okay. Great question.
1: Okay. This is a really good question because I have definitely faced dry seasons. But um, during these seasons, what I do is remind myself that God's presence isn't based on how I feel. You know, just because I don't quote unquote feel his presence, it doesn't mean that he's not here, it doesn't mean that he's not real. You know, maybe God wants um, God is teaching me something through in in his quietness, not his absence, in his quietness. So for, in, during this uh, period of time, I have to make a de- decision every single day to believe that he is here and to believe that I can still hear from him because I have the Bible. And every time I open the Bible, I am learning what God wants me to learn. So I don't necessarily have to get goosebumps, you know, um, to know that God is here. Do I want that? Absolutely. Have I had that, have that accounted? Absolutely. But just because I don't experience that, it does not mean that God is not present. So based on this conviction, I go through my dry seasons. It is tough, but um, I rest in the assurance that whenever I open the Bible, God is speaking to me. So, yeah.
0: Wow, wow, incredible. Uh, Deborah, love that and hopefully this answers your question whoever answered this this is such a uh, what a incredible uh, question that you asked great question and great even great answer um, next one have you felt like you were um, you were about to ever fall out of faith lose faith or even have people around you go through it what would you do
1: wow, wow. <laughs> really really good question Okay, have I ever felt like I was falling out of faith? I, I will be very honest here. I don't think I have been at a place where I feel like, no, I can't trust this God anymore. Um, he's not real. Um, because I tend to be that person who is like, uh, God, I know you're real. I don't understand this. I may be a bit frustrated with you, God, right now. <laughs> I may be frustrated, but I know that in time, you will teach me. So, have I been frustrated with God? Yes. Uh, but have I, like, want to leave the faith? No. And, okay, so the next part of this question is, uh, have you had people go through it? What will you do? This is an even better question. Um, yes, I have had people around me who go through it, and what I would do is really just to be their friend. I think the best thing that we can do for um, people who are struggling is to be their friend, be empathetic, listen to them. We don't need to, this is my stand, I don't think we always need to like, you know, bring the Bible and like bash it to their face. You know, like, like, do you not know what the Bible says? How dare you? You know, things like that. That is never the way to do it because we don't know the pain that they are facing. As much as um, we try to listen to them, we are not in their shoes. We don't know the tough times that they have gone through that has brought them to where they're at right now. And, you know, those difficult times probably prompted them to have those difficult questions about God, right? So as we learn to be their friend, as we just sit with them and, you know, just just be that person who is like, hey, I understand you're struggling, but I'm here just to listen and I'm here to still pray along with you. And of course, if they have questions, uh, theological questions, we answer them, but we don't like, come from a space of if you don't, if you don't believe this is something wrong with you you know we just be a normal human being to love them empathize with them and understand that the Holy Spirit will do his work all we have to do is do our part and understand that it's not us who changes them it's the Holy Spirit that will do it so we don't need to quote unquote try that hard we just need to love them yeah
0: wow such <laughs> on fire, man. The question, like wow, the questions are what? But wow, Deborah, I, I love that answer. You know, loving them. Just yeah. listening and loving them. Something really simple. Love that. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on to the next. Okay, wow. Please elaborate more about how do you overcome fear of people, feeling discouraged? How do you keep persevering in what you do? Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Over oh, to you, Deborah. Wow. <laughs> Deborah. I love it. I love how tough these questions are. Okay. Um, how do I overcome the fear of people? By knowing who loves me. Mm. So um, like what I mentioned earlier, I build um, I surround myself with people who know me inside out people who know my weakness. So it's not something that I'm hiding anymore. You know, It's not like I'm struggling. It's not like people don't know what my weakness are. My mom knows my biggest weakness. My friends know my biggest weakness. And knowing that I have people who know exactly who I am, all my flaws and still love me, why do I need to care about what other people think? Because at the end of the day, have I been discouraged by other people before? Absolutely. Have people talked about me online before? It has happened before, actually, where someone, without saying my name, described me completely in a way that you can identify that it's me. And that really brought me down. Um, but I know that God is smiling on me. And I know that I have people who love and care for me. So yellow. that night, I just cried out. And then the next day, pick up the cross and continue on. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's a matter. How do I persevere? I don't deny my feelings. I acknowledge it. I feel it. I cry if I need to so that it's not um, repressed down in me. So, once I surrender it, once I let it go, I continue, just continue knowing that God loves me, knowing that um, He will continue to give me wisdom to deal with situations like this as well. So, yeah. Wow, so good. I,
0: I, I like to, you know, that reminded me of something, what you said, like you cry as well, right? And, you know, for those men who are listening, you know, it's like, ayo, oh, men cannot cry. actually. It's okay, man cries too. Oh, I mean, I know, love,
1: love, love that you mentioned this. Yes, <laughs> men, please cry. You are human beings, yeah. it's totally okay to right. cry. Yeah. Yes, please cry <laughs> because
0: you know, Jesus wept, yeah, and that's the thing, absolutely. Wept. And you know, I love why you said cry, and that brought a good reminder that men it's okay to cry, like you said, because even Jesus wept. It's human you-
1: to cry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, thanks for bringing up that, Deborah. It's it's so good. Like, when you say cry, then, you know, this is something that a lot of us, you know, men as well, it's no longer mm-hmm. to be macho, you know. I heard this from, um, you know, I heard this, <laughs> I heard this from, um, from I, I think some of y'all, if you listen, this was like, uh, I, I, from a church called Transformation Church, Mike Todd.
1: Oh, and, yes.
0: And it was one of that. He said, Oh, he joked, you know. And, but it's such a good reminder because when you say cry, a lot of us think, Oh, men cannot cry. But he did say, Oh, you got to be men, you got to be, more, Oh, I'm a man, I cannot cry. But Jesus wept when he just said that, I'm like, Oh, we are. We don't realize yes. that. That's so Absolutely. True. Wendy, good point. I saw your point. Like men who cries make them even men here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: nice one i love that
0: (laughs) love it but yeah great one wow well tonight we're feeling the question has been giving us a lot of like inspiration and your answers too as well um moving on the next question your relationship with god is evident with your extensive knowledge of the word ever thought of studying theology and considering ordination have God spoken to you about going into ministry? I think this might be oh, my lord! from our, I know from our podcast channel. Ezra, is that you? Because you did Theology? No, I'm just joking. But it could be someone, but yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, over to you, Deborah.
1: Oh wow. First of all, praise the Lord. I'm I'm really thankful. Um, for all that God has been teaching me. Uh, I really, really, I really recognize that it is the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's only because the Holy Spirit has decided to teach me. And I, I'm so, so grateful and blessed to be able to, um, yeah, receive revelation from the Lord. Have I ever thought of studying theology and considering <laughs> ordination? <laughs> Hmm. Um, I have considered um, in my own way right now, I, I'm, I am actually taking courses under AOIC um, occasionally to study. Um, will I ever, will I never go and study it? I mean, will I study it full time? I have asked God that question before, but I think that this is not the time or rather I don't feel like he's saying yes. So um, at this point, no. But will I ever say no to it forever? That's also a no. So my answer is that I am following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I understand that he is still calling me to be in the marketplace ministry. So yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's quite, you know, it's quite... When someone asks you this question, it's quite wow. It's like, okay. But you know... Sometimes, sometimes it's where where God is leading you, as you said. Yeah, you can't really just you know okay go go yeah say yes I'll go, but if it's not your calling, then it's not your time yet as well, because you know it depends on whether, as you said, God has called you in the marketplace. That's so true. Thank you for that reminder, uh, Deborah. You know sometimes we, you know, sway like okay this is the place to go I go, but sometimes we forget that. Uh, it's by the leading of God where He wants you to be. So yeah. Next question: How do you manage between work and continuously make? Okay, continuously. Wow, interesting. I, I'm just my continuously. I suppose is continuously make creative ideas or have creative ideas. Maybe they forgot the slash make or slash have creative ideas for new content. Do you get drained?
1: I love it. I love all these questions. <laughs> um, okay, how do I manage between work continuously and also make time for creative ideas and new content? Um, my answer to that is I take one day at a time. And um, how do I manage between work and creative ideas? My creative ideas usually come from a place uh, where I'm doing my devotion. So I just record them and then eventually I develop content. And um, do I get drained? Yes, I I do get tired. Um, I won't lie about that. But um, that also, uh, that is also God uh, teaching me on when to rest. So having a busy schedule like this. Um, I always remind myself the importance of resting because when I don't rest, that's when I make space or give the enemy an opportunity to you know, mess with me. And also when I don't rest, I'm not creative and I'm very much aware of that. So um, I do what I have to do. And I also remind myself to celebrate all the little milestones that I have, um, I have made. Because sometimes when you don't celebrate your milestone, you just feel like every day is a blur. You just feel like it's just one day after another day. And where are you going, you know, especially during this MCO period. So what I do is um, I I prioritize my work because at the end of the day, I'm still a full-time employee at my current company. And if God called me there, I have to do my best over there. And then... Apart from that, during the weekend, I will develop these creative ideas and I love it. That's why I can do it because I love it. So I just keep doing that. And thirdly, I'm to take. i learning to take my Sabbath most seriously as well. So I will learn to um, make time to rest and make time to do absolutely nothing. And from there, uh, I will regain my energy to continue on. So yeah, um, I will... I think for this point is to really recognize the importance of resting in God and with God. So, yeah.
0: So good. I like how you mentioned about, you know, making, um uh taking rest seriously because, you know, MCO has caused us, yeah, yeah, my rest day, my rest day. But, you know, we, we with MCO, when we are forced to work from home, it causes us to also confuse our rest day. Some of us, I mean, yes. let's be, let's, you know, let's openly admit, uh, I did once, and then I just said, "Oh my goodness, what am I doing?" And I said, "You know, there's a purpose why there's a rest day on on Sundays, Sabbath day, and that day is for you to do absolutely nothing." And and it's a great reminder for us, Deborah, what you mentioned about rest. And so, thank you for sharing on that. You know, God. Moving forward, wow, we've uh, yeah. How does your colleagues, company, boss, peers, react when they find out that you have your own podcast? Wow, it's it these questions, as you said, they're just diverse, but yet really, really interesting questions. Thank you for asking. But yeah, over to you, Deborah. Love it.
1: Okay, so I actually um I'm really blessed to have a colleague who is really um, encouraging she's like a big sister to me there so um, when she found out um, that I was doing this podcast um, um, through social media she really does um, encourage me from time to time and she would just tell me "Deborah, you know you go girl um, I'm so proud of you and things like that and yeah I'm, I'm really thankful for her um, I don't hide this from uh, my colleagues or my boss so they are very much aware that um, I'm doing this, and yeah, um, I think for this, it just reminds me to, uh, reminds me that I'm God's vessel at work as well as away from work, and you know, it that gives me the confidence to be open about what I do, and yeah, I'm really grateful that I have colleagues who are encouraging about this as well. So yeah,
0: Amen, Amen. Praise God for that. Um, yeah, so good. Like when you have people who support you, and that gives you extra, you know, blessing and motivation to come up with, I suppose, even create more creative ideas yeah, as well. When absolutely. Supporting you. Brilliant. Love it. Um Do you ever find it harder to share the gospel among family members versus strangers? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, oh wow. How
0: back to this, uh different, altogether different from workplace to gospel. Yeah, fantastic question. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so sharing the gospel among family members is um not a struggle that I have faced because I come from a family of Christians. Thank the Lord. So for this, I would have to say, or maybe if I change um change family members to friends right then mm, I think I have struggled with both um but I think sometimes it's harder to share with a friend because um, they are sometimes when you you grow up with them um, they just they just sort of tune tune out you know the whenever you you bring up about uh, Christianity or things like that. And I have had friends who sort of um, drew away from me um, when I talked about Christ a little bit more. So that um, that was heartbreaking for me. So I think I would have to say um, friends are a bit tougher because for strangers, even if they end up not liking me, I sort of won't get hurt that much. But when it comes to friends, I get hurt because I genuinely know them and care for them, right? So yeah.
0: Yeah, so true. So true. Sometimes I think I don't know. I I, I you know I, I come upon this quote like sometimes it's you know it's easier, you know, to 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 reach out. It's it's an open debate, I'll say I wouldn't jump into it into conclusive, but you know there's this saying that sometimes it's easier to reach out to strangers than friends. There's this saying yeah, where, you know it's true. Um, but um uh, <laughs> You know it's it's you know in the world, you know, as I say, God works in mysterious ways that's why I, I I don't really you know jump into conclusion very quickly, but it does happen like sometimes it's easy to reach out to strangers and friends as well, but yeah, it, but nothing is final uh until you know God says so you know yeah, but yeah, absolutely. So moving into our last question well today is like so many people are so in uh inspired in fact today I think is one of the sessions that we focus more on the com- on the questions which is brilliant we love this I love nice this so, How do you engage with friends okay now this is like a quite a follow up to just now that question how mm-hmm. do you engage with friends who aren't believers and keep the conversation going do you feel self conscious about talking about God all the time and how do you manage that? Oh.
1: Okay. So okay, how do I engage with friends who are non believers? If I am not talking about like the gospel, I guess I would just engage with them as as I would usually do that I would just talk with them. But if I um walk into a room um, knowing that I have the intention to bring up about the gospel. Or if I pick up the call, knowing that I a friend needs help and I know I'm probably going to bring up about God, then what I do is I pray first. Um, so if, um, if I'm at home, I probably get on my knees. Or if sometimes I, the call just comes, then I'll just immediately be like, Holy Spirit, help me. Amen. Then I pick up the call. <laughs> yeah. So um, how I engage with them is um, how I prepare, which is to pray first so that I help myself to be aware that, okay, Holy Spirit is here to help me to engage with this friend. And how I keep the conversation going is to learn to be a good listener. So instead of, keep, uh, instead of thinking about what, I want to say next, I learned to just um, be engaged in what they're talking about. And, you know, from there, um, try to draw out um, what is their pain point or what is the struggle that they're going through. And then from there, I slowly relate it to, you know, how uh, God uh, comes into the picture. And sometimes I don't even go straight to tell them, you know, God can do this, God can do that. But I share my testimony of, of how God helped me in my situation. And from there, I pray that God, uh, the Holy Spirit will speak to them and reveal himself to them as well. Do I feel self-conscious about talking about God all the time? Um, yes and no. Yes, uh, previously, yes, I would get self-conscious. But now, I have changed my perspective on that because, you know, um, if you love fried chicken, you will just talk about fried chicken all the time, right? You don't care what other people think about you. You like fried chicken, so you talk about fried chicken, law, right? So, for me, I like, I love my God. So, yeah, law, it's just natural of me to talk about God. If you don't like, then I don't know, I mean, it's like, you like fried chicken, I like my god, so I want to talk about my god, that's just me. If I mean, if you don't like it, I mean, that's okay, I still love you, I still want to be your friend, so my arms are always open, um, but if you don't want to come, that's okay too, but I, of course I would love that you would come, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> Fantastic, wow. And, and we have one last question, somebody asked, oh, Okay, uh, I think this was answered earlier in uh, some fun, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, what do you do for fun? This is to wrap up, I suppose, the last question, unless somebody popped up, but yeah, this is the last question we have, yeah.
1: Okay, uh, what I do for fun, um, okay, first, generating um, the content that I do is something I, I love, so I... Even for fun, sometimes I just do that if I may be completely honest. Um, so yeah, um, writing uh, is something that I do for work and for fun also. But other than that, um, if it's something that I do in my rest time, I'll probably watch a movie or if I have any extra time to take a nap. I love it. So yeah, it's really simple. But yeah, that's me. <laughs>
0: Great, great. Deborah. thank you so much for your time. I think today, let me be honest, today is perhaps one of the sessions that I had more questions uh, than any other sessions that I had, like the most. And I think this is really, really, really really great. And and I think what you just answered there has really been tremendous impact to many, uh, to those who are, you know, tuning in today and i'm sure if if i missed out some of your questions if some of your just posted in uh, please just drop us a message or you uh, or if you don't mind deborah i think if you have questions for deborah you just um drop the message on king Canvas page itself if you have further questions Absolutely. let's not um take up too much time what I'm gonna do is, yeah, in, in wrapping up, uh, you can find our sessions on, uh, uh, especially tonight's session on our Spotify channel um, with Deborah, uh, and if you you can scan this QR code to get into our uh, Spotify channels and stuff, and also um, we have a little giveaway, uh, at which we will announce the winner, um. Uh, in the next few days, over our social media, so we have a list of names, of people who uh, we have listed, and Deborah will be uh, will be doing the honors of picking the winner. So do tune That's in. That's
1: so fun. <laughs> do tune
0: in to both our page uh, on King Canvas and here to to see uh, the winners, the announcement of the winners. So let me just show a little bit. If you guys do not know. Uh, thanks to Malaysian Christian Means for doing this I guess yep um, it's a little Batu Seremban you can support their course I think they are still running it until for limited time so you do check out Malaysian Christian Means
1: yes until the 16th I remember
0: right yes thanks for that they're until the 16th so you can go check their page out order that um, they're doing it for a charity course which is fantastic what they're doing keep up the good job Malaysian Christian um, yeah. love what you guys are doing Um, But yeah, you will get this mini pouch. Thanks to them for, um, you know, providing us this to do the giveaway. So yeah, we have a list of names. So stay tuned um, on both King Canvas uh, and our Matt Instagram page and Facebook page to find out who's the winner over the coming few days. But until then, our next session uh, for the egg sharpening session is uh, a live series talk with two master wealth planners uh, who God had tremendously used them and, took, and raised the bar in their company, uh, in the insurance company. So do in uh, to that. Uh, for this, we call it a special session because it's held on a pretty unusual day, not on our usual Monday, but it's held on the Tuesday uh, on the 21st September at 9 p.m. So yeah, uh, check out more details on our on our Instagram page and our Facebook page uh, for more details. We'll be also doing another giveaway there uh, on this uh, next session as well. But until then, to everyone tuning in on Facebook and here, um, thank you very much for your time. And thank you once again to Deborah for preaching a storm today, uh, giving us such a uh, great encouragement especially my in-
1: absolute pre- uh, pleasure to be here with you jesse
0: yeah so really truly blessed and just so honored on behalf of the Matt team thank you very much and those tuning in live on facebook thank you everybody for tuning in for this special session um we wish you all the best and happy malaysia day uh, and yeah. have a good week and uh, take care and god bless
1: take care everyone